0: Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at shepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Hey guys, welcome back to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. Hope you're all doing well today. I've got a repeat guest, a good buddy of mine, Joey Hawkins. Joey, how's it going, man? pretty good yep pastor yep. down at first christian church in anna yes yep
1: from iowa mm-hmm. were you a farm guy you grew up on a farm it feels like iowa everybody's a farm. no guy. We, we grew up in the country um i did grow up in a log it was a log home development in the country so okay it was like uh you know saying a log cabin isn't quite accurate because it had like 20 foot vaulted ceiling okay. it was a beautiful house yeah. actually i was just up there this last weekend and my parents moved to uh, North to where my brother and sister are. And so I got a last chance to to see the house. Okay. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, so that's where I grew up. But, you know, it's one of those things I grew up in the country. I worked for farmers in the summer and big deer. And, uh, oh yeah. That's that. I, I forget that whenever I'm down here hunting and I'll, I'll shoot a deer and, and I can pick up a buck and put it in the back of my truck. Uh-huh. Uh, whereas in Iowa, it's like, no, you can't like, so you're stuff. talking like
0: 300 pound deer.
1: I mean, if you get into a big, if you get nah, probably not that big, but it's that, that's like. Probably, you know, getting up in the Minnesota, Canada area where they start to get that big. But, you know, once you get colder climbs like that, the the deer just get bigger. So cool. Well, let's pray. And we're going to
0: talk about a lot of good stuff. So I think you'll enjoy it. Let's pray. Father, we just pray for this time. We ask for blessing upon it. Thank you for your grace to us and pray for your leadership in this conversation. And it's in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So Joey's been doing some strongman stuff. We're going to get to that here in a little bit, just over the last year and a half, or I don't know, two and a half years, however long it's been, he'll tell you about that. But uh, first, we, so from the last five years, we've been doing the Shepherds Creek Intensive. It's coming up in May. would love for you guys to come the 11th through the 13th. And Joey has been a staple of the event, except for last year. Yeah. And Lord willing, this year, he'll be back. I will. He's been the cook. He's been the, uh, the resident canoe expert and overall just outdoorsman so you, you, joey's this uh this legend he's always wearing like he walked in today wearing a uh deer tanned jacket oh. with a skunk hat <laughs> and uh just looks just just a great dude the temperatures
1: so, are 20 below that is that's what i'm wearing so. there, there you go
0: and he also has a side thing that he does that is uh really interesting it's about hatchets and mm-hmm. and uh axes and if you want anything like that you can follow him on instagram he'll tell you about it here in just a little bit but we've got this giveaway we're going to be doing this year at the intensive some new things we're going to all get swag which will be you'll have to just wait you'll get some good swag but we're also going to do some prizes for some competitions that we're going to be doing and uh once you tell us about this because this is the kind of stuff that you can get from joey on his instagram but we're going to i'm going to be buying a few of these things like this uh, for for you guys if you if you're able
1: to make it so yeah this is uh so this just uh this is what i would call like a pack axe or a, a size with a smaller handle i think this is a 18 or 20 inch handle probably about 20 inches um there which i'll give a shout out this is from whiskey river trading company uh Wisconsin. yeah he's a phenomenal phenomenal guy but yeah i this head is uh is swedish it's a Holtzbruck, uh brooks agdor and an old vintage one uh but you can't beat swedish steel there's a guy i know over there we made a big trade or a big deal last year and i just bought a bunch of axe heads so i have a lot of these laying around, but yeah, I, you know, I'll take and usually it's it's vintage stuff, uh, restore it uh, to back to use uh, the, some of my favorite and I, I have a couple projects right now on the on the bench that I need to get done or, or when you get like family heirlooms uh, that you want to restore and and like I said, bring back to the original condition or to useful condition. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah so that's just kind of the interest I haven't really dabbled into leather work with sheaths and things like that but you know talking with Jared I, I think whatever we come up with I'd want to have a sheath uh, for so a, a, an axe like this it looks pretty small and I'm a, I'm a big dude so that that doesn't help either but this size of that kind of anywhere from 20 to to 24 inch handle really ends up being about ideal if you want to throw something in your truck in your car uh, and Literally one day I was driving back from, from a town a couple years ago and there's a tree across the road. And so suddenly you get to be the useful guy who comes out with the ax and can um, actually get something done. So yeah,
0: this is about the size Wrangler Star is always talking about that cheap cold stone yep. 24 inch handle yep. ax. I've got that. It was like $30. Oh really? Something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is a little smaller than that, but still it's yes. nice because you can grab it with one hand or you yes. can grab
1: it with two and you could do, you definitely do kindling with that yes. or you know. The, the tree that's in the tenor road. You, yeah, you and ba- and like you said, it's it's, it's not going to split. You know, a big old gnarly piece of oak. But right. Um, but again, you're you're going to want to split them all for that anyway. So. Swedish. It's pretty awesome. Yep. Um.
0: Okay. Very cool. Now this other stuff here, we're going to do. We don't exactly know all the giveaways we're going to be doing yet, but I'm interested in this. This will be our segue because yeah. uh, we have some. Where's the other one? That this is the ten pounds. Okay, this is workout enough. stuff. So here's the deal. Joey's going to tell us about the last couple of years. He used to be just a, a big guy, probably strong, but now he's strong. And, uh, less, you've got more muscle, less fat. So I won't call you a fat guy, but he was just very big bone and, uh, <laughs> and decided at some point, and that's what we want to talk about to, to do something about it. And it's been really awesome to watch him because the last two years to see the transformation of not just losing weight, but getting strong yeah. has been pretty great. So what was the tipping point? Just bring us to that whole process of yeah. How you got to where you are Just today. Want me to kind of tell the story. Tell the story, yeah. right. story.
1: So if um, if you kind of look at, you know, i I'd been pretty much heavy set my whole life. I, I didn't do a whole lot of sports as a kid. Again, outdoorsman. I spent a lot of time hunting, a lot of time in the scouts, and really enjoyed uh that life. Um, but you know, eating was always was always a problem for me. And, and you know, if you're gonna say a sin, the sin of gluttony was was really an issue for me. And so been in I've been in camp ministries, I've been in a couple different camp ministries, and uh that always kind of staved it off because you're working outside with your hands and and you're not I'm not I wouldn't get skinny by any means but at least I can kind of maintain my health.
0: And, and when you say camp ministries, it's like you're running yeah. the camp. All right, we're back. Okay, yeah. So let's make sure. All right, yeah. Okay, everybody, sorry for that delay there. So okay, yeah, well, when you well, say when you say camp ministry, that means you're you're literally living there, you and your family, and you're yeah. taking care of everything, all
1: the maintenance yep. and all, all of that. So I, I had a I was camp ministry in Iowa. I transitioned to a an associate ministry um shortly after my wife and I got married. And uh it was kind of a stressful, stressful ministry for a variety of different reasons. But I, I will say at that time, um, then this is 2014 into 2015, uh I would I would go. I was thinking about it um, just in preparation for this. I mean, I would go hit up the local Chinese buffet probably twice a week okay. um, as a minimum. And, and you know, and then just, and that was not even the other stuff I was eating, uh, just eating really poorly. And so actually I was, I was came to how I ended up in Southern Illinois. I'm coming down to interview uh, at a church camp here um, in the town of West Frankfurt. And uh, as I come down and have my interview, I'm not feeling well. And uh, I had a pancreat- pancreatic attack in the middle of an interview oh my gosh so by the end of it i'm laying on the floor i'm i'm vomiting all over the place i'm like no idea yeah so that so my wife transports me to the hospital we ended up in mount vernon uh and uh, we at the wrong hospital we there was they gave us the directions and and finally we were like, we can't find this. I'm done. Like, just take me somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so Actually, I, you're in serious pain. Oh, I'm in serious pain. I'm, I'm at this point, I'm, I'm kind of in and out of consciousness by the time they get me in there. And I remember as I was kind of coming in and out that the doctor came in, he says, uh, so how long have you been a diabetic? Uh, I said, I'm not. And he goes, no, you, you're definitely a diabetic. You have a blood sugar over 500 a day, uh, almost 600. And at that point I was diagnosed type two diabetic. I've not had a pancreatitis attack since, but I kind of initially, I was, I was right at 400 pounds what I weighed. So big boy, you know, six, uh, two, six, three, six, two, just shy of six, two. And so, um, so I was pretty, pretty heavy and, uh, you know, running about a size 50, uh, waist. And so I, uh, I dropped a bunch of weight. You you kind of pancreatitis just messes with you. So I actually lost about 75 pounds very quickly. Okay. And uh but not but working out yet. That's not working out at loss. all. And that's and so you know, we end up in southern Illinois. I'm at the camp ministry again. I'm thinking to myself, I'm outdoors, I can, you know, I'm I'm active enough. I'm fluctuating 25 pounds, you know. So I'm up to 350, down to 325, mm-hmm. kind of weighing within that range. And, uh, and, you know, there's, there's times where I'm doing better. You know, I'm on this many medications while I'm dropping down, you know, but it was fluctuating like that. And uh, fall of 2019, I started to go up, uh, I started to go up and weight again. And I, and I was up to, I think, four or five medications, I think it was up five medications okay. for diabetes at that point. And in the fall, I was having a rough time just mentally and struggling with depression and kind of came out of that with like, you need to seriously try some things. And there was, there was a guy who had, he was working on the road, um, but he had opened a gym uh, and I knew he had a strong man background, was just vaguely familiar with it. And so 2020 comes along, COVID, all that stuff. And and if you can bring yourself to remember the early days of COVID, everyone was talking about uh, comorbidities and it was May of 2020. And I was like holy mackerel, I did a list, and I had five or six comorbidities for mm-hmm. COVID, and I'm like, you know, I can address almost all these, and mm-hmm. so I called Dawson, uh, Dawson Montford's name, and and uh, the gym they've opened was Rise Performance 618. It was out of his garage at the time. I said, hook me up, and uh, that's kind of when it started, and so I started lifting, and uh, right at uh, Memorial Day weekend, actually, of 2020, and coming up uh, on three years then. Yeah, I've, coming up on three years in total. Of consistent yeah, yeah, yeah. weightlifting and training. And so lost uh, probably about 50 pounds and 40, 50 pounds. So I, was, I had lost a little bit of weight um, after the uh, 2020 started, but I'm still weighing like 315, 320. So dropped down to about 380 by the end of the year, uh, or 280, pardon me, uh, by the end of the year. And uh and Dawson said, Hey, uh, you know, I knew he had a background strongman. There's Atlas Stones lying around the gym. I'd seen the stuff, you know, I wanted I played with a few things here and there. Which
0: I, I love the Atlas Stones because when I was a kid, I would watch World Strongman. Oh, yeah. So Bill Kazmaier, yep. uh Phil, Phil uh well, oh, Phil Thister, uh uh, March uh, Puchanowski, yep, yep, yeah whatever
1: yeah. the yes, all these guys oh, yeah Magnus Samuelson yes cool guys yeah. yeah and that's and that's and the Stone's kind of the quintessential in yeah. my mind oh, a piece yeah. of strongman equipment Definitely. and so so he said hey why don't you uh, uh why don't you sign up for this show it was in uh it was in Texas uh Dawson had been working in Texas had and and trained really strongman, and that's where he had won his national title while training there so we went down uh, to Fort Worth area in in 2021, then in February 2021, the Valentine's Day weekend. Uh, it's called Cupid's Clash at the Castle. It was a Metroplex gym uh, where Ronnie Coleman used to train. Oh, yeah. Wow. So it, it's, it's, uh, and I came in as a novice strongman, you know, no expectations, and I won the competition first place. I was just floored by it. I actually injured, I had a neck injury uh, from what they call a Denny deadlift, and, and uh, came out of that, and I was just kind of hooked. I mean, it really, really from the very first event when you kind of get to step in the arena and enjoy the um, and i i like to go back and watch that video my very first event event it was kind of a i'm going to text jordan to stop
0: the draining up oh yeah there because good. my first interview you guys will hear this but my first interview with doug wilson that i ever had <laughs> that happened yeah and you can hear the draining as i'm talking to him
1: the whole the doug time. oh, oh now it's done all right yeah. there we go and so but yeah it uh so I was, and the first event I did was you had these circus style dumbbells. So large dumbbells, you had two of them to the shoulder and it was just a press away for reps. And I like to watch that video just because I remember that moment, just not knowing what this was. You're kind of in a crowd of people all around uh, cheering you on. And, uh, so yeah, from that moment, I was hooked. I'd, I'd have to go, I could look at my phone here and see my notes. Cause I try to keep track of it and I should have done this before, but yeah, I have, I try to keep track of my, uh, uh my competitions and so has steers. there been
0: so since the beginning like right now are you the strongest you've ever been or have you been yeah. stronger before? So you keep gaining yeah, strength. Yeah, so
1: right now, and I'm, I'm kind of on that slow, steady track of gaining strength. Um, you know, once you compete within a novice, you have to move in. And I, so I will say, I got COVID actually from that uh, weekend. Yeah, because I remember that. And it, hit you ended hard. Up, yeah, and it hit me hard. I ended up in the hospital yeah. for about eight days. Uh, and it was, I mean, it was a rough time. did you have to
0: fight with them to not get on the, to, not the.
1: the they the kept uh, talking. It was, it was one of those things where the doctor came in once they, they, they were, they were putting me on oxygen initially I mean, it sounds like somebody just taken an air compressor and shoved it up my nose and gone, and I'm like, I can't breathe over this thing, and my oxygen levels keep dropping. And so he comes in, and he goes, he goes, well, you know, if you don't change and, and get better oxygen levels, uh, then I'm going to have to put you on a ventilator. And I, in the back of my mind, I was like, I will, I will yeah, whatever, fight you, yeah, like, 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 that. and and so. They gave me a little, little thing that was like a breathing thing where you push, you blow into this tube and it pushes the ball to the top yeah, yeah, and they're right. like, you know, do that twice every hour. I'm pretty sure I did it 20 times yeah. every hour. I was like, <laughs> I will, like my lungs will be stronger than ever before. <laughs> and they put me on a better oxygen and my, my start to increase. And, Good. and again, at this point, like I'm improving so quickly from, from the experience they're having with other people that I'm, I'm literally removing my oxygen when they're not in the room. Cause they're at this point, they're like, well, we have to run our remdesivir was the treatment time. Yeah. We have to run it 10 days. And I was like, I don't need to be here for 10 days. I don't want to be here 10 days. Yeah. And so there, you know, so like I said, I would, I would take my oxygen out of my nose and the nurse would come into the room and like, look at me and then look at the numbers and it'd be fine. Mm -hmm. And then she'd be like, well, you need to put your oxygen back in. And I put it back in kind of staring at her like, you know, full well when you leave this room. That remdesivir
0: stuff was like back. It was not helpful. It was was not. No. And they
1: were, they were, they gave me that. And then it was actually a, a steroid, um, I can't remember the name of it was, it was a treatment for, um or what do you call it, uh, or uh, rheumatoid arthritis, really? but they but basically that it kicks your, you know, your kicks your body into gear to do it, but I'll, as a diabetic, it also makes your numbers go ah. all all day, every day, I was just going up and down, I mean, three, I'd have 350 after they give me that, and then i drop down, and, mm-hmm. you know, they put you on insulin in that case, and so, Just wanted to get out of there, got out of there. I actually lost 25 pounds in in the days that I was in there and and I wanted to gain that weight back. So that was kind of a weird place to be at, but, Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. And so I, so anyways, I competed for a novice a few more times. I was looking at, I guess I've done seven competitions since then um uh, won a couple of them and, and so it's been uh it's been a lot of fun um but even the ones haven't won they were just it's just fun to go out and compete and so do that at this stage the way i've described i started working out about
0: six months ago mm-hmm. seven months ago i'm actually the strongest maybe longer than that at this point it was uh i'll have to figure out when it was but at this point I'm stronger than I've ever been. Mm. It's the strongest I've ever been. Awesome. And I'm not doing major workouts. I'm working out two days a week. And then yep. at the church, the guys, we got 14 guys that are doing push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, squats uh, every day because yep. we're building up to do the MRF yep. and Memorial Day awesome, weekend. That's the idea anyways. And I, I want to do it with my weighted vest. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that or not. Yeah. But the running I know will be easy. The pull-ups, 100 pull-ups will be very difficult Yeah. in, in the hour, especially with a weighted vest. Uh, the squats, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to be able to do it. Probably not with the weighted vest this year, yeah. but I'm going to give it a shot. Um, and I'm feeling great, but it's not yet. I still like running has been, been with me. That kind of cardio workout has been with me yeah. now for, tw- for, since I was, for almost 20 years, I've been wow. running. It's just a part of me now where I'm going to think about it. It's just, I run. It's just yeah. what I do. Even if it's just one or two days a week, I just. I always I run it's just part of my life. Mm. Do you feel like after 3 years that this is now this isn't just a, a glorified hobby this is going to be with you this is a lifestyle.
1: I will I, I I will train strongman probably for the rest of my life. Like okay. now will it be you know at some point and you know we're talking about this right at some point will I shift out of probably competing in a strongman. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and it, like and again if you go there is this point and I had a friend um who you know said is this about health anymore? And to a degree, when you're starting to take the risk of injury on that comes with strongman or really any competitive strength sport, you've Mm got to be honest with yourself and go: This is a risk for my health at this point, at to the degree to which I'm pursuing it. But the basis that you're building is still something that, that will, uh, that will last. And so like, even for you with, with running, like, you know, competitive running is the same deal, like competitive Mm -hmm. running is hard on your body. Like it, it just, it can destroy you. Um, at the same time running itself, uh, the practice is, is something that for your longevity will be, will be absolutely helpful. But yeah, when you look at like world's strongest man, there was actually one of the competitors who was a a kind of a blue onto the scene this year. Uh, Mitch Hooper was, was saw an interview with him yesterday where he was just like, He's like, this is taking, he's like, so say I was going to live to 85 years old and competing at the highest level strongman take, has taken five years of my life off. And he goes, really? now he was, he, he acknowledges in this, in this interview very openly, which was fascinating that he's just like, I don't believe in anything after, after, uh, you know, after death. And so he goes, but I'm okay with living to 80, having done what I've done but I know long-term I'm not going to do, it. and he, and he'll speak that way very openly. He's like, long-term, I'm not going to compete as a strong man forever. And I mm-hmm. think he had done, he had actually done bodybuilding before and just done a little bit, it's kind of an okay. odd, odd combo. Yeah. But yeah, you, for me, it's going to be, it'll be a long-term thing. And I, and I, you know, and again, there are some people that, you know, that in, in my life that'll, that'll treat it like it's a hobby or all oh, this mm-hmm. is, you know, and, and I've had many hobbies in my life, a lot of interests mm-hmm. and I find anymore, I just kind of roll those into just different ways. And and now having kids, you know. I I want to share you know my love of the outdoors with them by teaching them things. Yeah, uh, I want to share uh, my love of strongman with them by teaching them you know good solid foundational movements and health mm-hmm. and and uh, mm-hmm. and things like that. So it's so really it becomes a multi generational thing. And I saw a study
0: a couple of years yeah. ago. I think it was from Brett McKay actually with Mainness where he talked about how children will follow the health habits of the father more than the mother. Mm-hmm. So, they will pick that up and also hobbies, like hobbies and those sorts of things as well. So, there really is a way not to. And I've I've tried, I I don't know exactly the balance here of wanting to, wanting my children to enjoy what I enjoy. Yes. But without wanting to impose that on them. And that's a hard balance sometimes because I do want them to enjoy the things that I enjoy. I want to be able to do that together multi generationally. Yeah. And I don't exactly know the, uh, because you hear stories all the time of people that, my I played baseball so much that I never wanted to play baseball again that Mm -hmm. kind of thing and uh, there's always a fine line there but I do want my children to enjoy like hunt like for you weightlifting for me it was hunting I I got into hunting you know it was just it it just took over my
1: life where I just think about it all the time and and uh, and I I love it and I've honestly loved seeing you because it's like I was yeah again the first time I met you hunting wasn't even not on, well, the radar. on your radar Not even and close. now not uh, even, you know and I, and I love heck. behind us is that that bear rug that bear rug, and i'm still right. jealous about that yeah that's yeah, awesome oh, that's like, fun yeah, so it.
0: what what effect do you think this has had the last three years what effect uh to the positive and we don't you know like everybody still you know has the challenges that we face in life so it's not like oh, yeah. you discover strong man and never have any struggles the rest of your life no no. what positive benefits do you think the this this change because you were you're 30 what you're 36 36 36. so at 33 basically you start working out and make this life change so what is the difference between you now and you at
1: 33 well and and you and you know and and i i'm pretty honest with my circle it's and it's i have i've had 6 months of just of just kind of dealing with a with a hard time mentally and with with my depression but i look at that part of what led to me uh starting to work out and lose weight in 2019 um and into 2020 and so it, even as i even as i'm going through this right now i can go yeah so it's this is maybe the longest sustained period you've done of this of of dealing with this kind of low period in your life but you were having those like every three months mm-hmm. and to a smaller degree. And so now like, like you, you, you staved it off, if you will, a little bit longer and you you've got a period that you can look at in your life now that wasn't marked by, mm-hmm. you know, two and a half years. almost. Yeah. And so, so I look at that, if if you're talking about like the initial, and I, sometimes I forget this, but I come back to it time and time again, that whenever you start coming into the gym, you just start to realize the importance of in, incremental change and consistency, mm-hmm. okay. and trying to apply. There's nothing that. happens really fast. No, yeah, and that's just and that's it. And hard work. And, and you're, you know, the the stuff I used to say to myself. I used to, I used to always think like, man, wouldn't it be great if suddenly I was two hundred and fifty pounds? Mm-hmm. Well, suddenly, buddy ain't gonna happen yeah. like that was just fantasy a lot of sweat. that was pure fantasy yeah yeah and so you know when you get when you when you spend time uh, in any sort of training regimen and it doesn't have to be in the gym by any means you just you come up against the reality of the world that god has created and the world that we live in mm-hmm. that it takes time to accomplish any of these things you want to accomplish
0: and there's major resistance
1: oh yeah yeah <laughs> like, and like major liter- literally
0: like literally weights and this is like a metaphor for life i mean everything that you do requires consistency
1: yes. it requires difficulty there's thorns everywhere yeah and and it was like so I set an initial goal you, you mentioned pull-ups earlier like being a being a bigger guy pull-ups are just tougher like it's, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to give an excuse for my poor pathetic it's just, pull-up it's, but it's just it's just more it's that I'm pulling up yeah. off the ground and so I remember when I had set the goal like I you know I started in the gym and I couldn't do pull-ups I had to use a band for for uh assistance and I was like, man, by 2021, I'm going to do a pull up. Uh-huh. I did not do a pull up by 2021. It was uh-huh. probably, I think, I did my first unassisted pull up, maybe at the end of summer 2021. Okay. And even then, now for reps, I'm not doing unassisted pull ups. Now I can do some unassisted dips and things like that, which I'm pretty proud of. But again, you set you set all these little goals that um, that kind of can encourage you along the way. For about a month ago, Dawson put in my training for one of my warm ups was, you know, I've done box jumps uh, or broad jumps, you know, broad jumps yeah, are a okay. great warm-up, uh, but this one was from a kneeling position, jump up, and then do a broad jump, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at this like, ain't hey, no way, like, I can't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I don't i am have an athletic background, and I was, and at the moment, and, and you know, there's different, you, you, people think it's vanity or things things like that, but I was like, take a video of this first time you're trying this, and mm-hmm. so I took a video of it, and I've tried it, two or three times when it's been in my training since yeah and I don't I don't know if I'm really any better but maybe in two years I'll be able to be like when I can actually go from a kneeling position jump up and then do a broad jump yeah I can look back and and be like wow that you you did that yeah uh, over two years well, or I might never be able to do it but I'll put two years of solid effort into yeah. just bettering myself
0: but measuring progress that's really cool and that's what's been about working out is I know where I have been in the past with working out and to be able to measure and see results. And I don't have it on video, yeah. but to be able to know, but okay, you know. there's, there's these progressions here is really cool. And man, I love it. what, honestly, what you've done, it's had impact in our church because with George, yes. George's looking yeah. at you. So we, one of our Very elders is cool. uh, the strongest guy in our church working out with Joey and Joey's done a great job training him and it has impact. So it's, it's like a, any inspiration story where you see it, you're like, man, if, if, Joey can do this and work hard through this. You so we have obviously they have different body types. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm naturally. If I didn't do anything and ate like crap, I still would probably be the same weight. Yeah, but I would be weak. Yeah, and I would be just Mentally jiggly foggy, and yeah. nasty. I just be just you know like just yeah. weak. I wouldn't ever get big. I mean that's just how just how I'm, my grandpa's like that was yeah. like that. That's how I'm just. Yeah. that's my genetic code but uh but to see hard work on the other end it man it is inspiring because it's like okay if joey can do it i can do it if other people can do it i can do it and and that's why i think even like in the minister world and why jocko willink with extreme ownership and why yeah. so many people have been inspired by you know these endurance athletes why david goggins likes in people or why yeah. why cam haynes i really appreciate cam cam haynes mm-hmm. these guys that are not christian dudes but yeah. you know cam claims to be i think but uh but these guys that are getting out there and they're just looking at the hard work, looking at the pain and running right at it. yeah, and man, that is there's something about that that just makes it makes me anyways get out there and do the next thing, you well, know like and
1: and within the ministry context then and within my own faith, it's been it's been beneficial as well because again, like i I've been in different ministries, and one of one of the problems, I had identified coming into where I'm at at Anna and 2018 to 2019 was that I'm dealing with two and three year ministries everywhere I've been. Okay. I'm kind of tired of that. Um, and I, I was first, first yeah. three stops, two and a half years, two and a half years, two and a half years. And, and now like, and, and it's, and again, it's, I, I knew this at the time because people would say this to you, but so you'd know it mentally, I could assent to it, but I couldn't understand experientially of how long it takes to accomplish anything Mm -hmm. to where like you know you were asking me about how how things are going at the church we're in a a period that i I feel very encouraged right now and uh prior to training i don't i wouldn't have recognized okay all these little things that you have to change and again when you're when you're young coming into ministry and you just you just want to come in guns blazing and you see Mm -hmm. the problems and and uh and you know, now to the point where I go, yes, I I see the problems and I'm working on them. Yeah. Because they don't I can't fix this Mm -hmm. in the sense of like I you can't get the right people or the right circumstances or all this other stuff where just suddenly you've got it all figured out right and everything will plug in. It's this incremental work. Um and really I mean that that is sanctification. Yeah absolutely is
0: sanctification in a nutshell. Long haul, I mean it is I, I you guys have heard this. I probably said this on the show. You guys have heard somebody say this or you've said it, that we will underestimate or overestimate what we can do within a year yes. or underestimate what can happen in five years or something yep. like that. And as you it's just plug it along, at. just, you know, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, you know, you can in the context of ministry, you're, you're somewhere new. You see everything that you you think is less than biblical, subpar. and It drives you nuts. You're thinking, I can't stand this. I can't stand that. This person has got the position who shouldn't have the position. This person has a title that shouldn't have a title. And you're just thinking, my goodness, what am I going to do? And you have options before you change everything immediately or be the best pastor you can be in your home and at the church. And then over time, be prayerful and trust that in time, those things, you'll have your opportunity. You'll you'll have your opportunity to see God work and shift things yes. around. But almost inevitably, I mean, how many pastors have the same story of, of guns blazing and wanting things to happen right now, and to be changed right now, and then they either get fired, or they're miserable for, you know, the first few yeah. years, because nothing's happening, and everybody's mad at them.
1: Yeah, and so then, you know, it comes, so within training, um, and, and with, with how that works, and, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to accuse you as a runner, that your analogy is that you run from your problems, uh, that's, that's not it at all, but, but, <laughs> but, oh uh, yeah, well, just messing with you, but, but within strength training, you know, that word strength, um is one that has been uh, certainly and and, and today I, I think it's coming into light again, but it's been obviously neglected within the within the church church circles, and it's that sort of um incipient Gnosticism that just sneaks in mm-hmm. where you know like my body doesn't really matter. Uh, well, my body was falling apart um at 33 years old Mm -hmm. and i was not going to make it long term in ministry and i mean i can tell you stories i know happening now stories that have happened within churches i've been a part of i've seen ministers Who fell apart physically Mm -hmm. who were in diabetic comas who have surgeries that could have gone much better but they didn't because of the health conditions that they were in and i mean everybody's everyone's body uh, wears out and fades uh, uh, certainly until we receive the resurrection body i mean we're, we're gonna we're gonna fall apart yeah but strength and having that come in as as again the the expression of of what God has given me to do within, within ministry. And again, I, you know, you hear someone say, well, I want to be strong as, as a strong minister. And then people get this picture of domineering, you know, yeah, big right. bully you know, chest puffing out behavior. And it, a lot of it is waiting it out. Mm-hmm. Like you were, you were saying earlier, a lot of it is, is little changes. A lot of it is the discipline of the day to day. And, uh, and with those things you can come back then you can stand at these points and suddenly like you have climbed the height you've made yeah, it through the right. valley uh you've lifted the log you know mm-hmm. you've you've come to this point uh where you've accomplished something and yeah it's again i I don't know if they faded eh, they're mostly faded they're still a little bit i still remember the first time it was it was right at new year's 2020 into 2021 okay. i tried to pick up an atlas stone for the first time and mm-hmm. i was like i'm strong enough i can pick up this 220 pound atlas stone that's kind of middle of the road as far as weight goes for men's, uh, outstone. And, and it kicked my rear end and yeah. uh, I got my first set of stone kisses what they call calm. Cause they'll, they will tear up your arms really. And so, you know, then, uh, six months later, you know, after that in, in August of, of 2021, you know, I, I lifted the 300 pound stone. And so like, you look at those pro the progresses, and that's a lot of it was technique. A lot of it was proper equipment. A lot of it was just training and day yeah. in and day out to, to, to well, do the, that.
0: The neat thing you talk about, you know, we, we don't want to be Gnostics when we're with, with the human body, male or female bodies, those matter. And they're built correct that, the built for what God made us for. Yeah. And in ministry, I've talked to my guys a lot and listeners a lot. Mark Goldman, I've talked to Mark Goldman about this as well. But pastors, if you don't go looking for it, if you don't go look for physical work, for for manual labor, physical work with your body, your default is we, we, our work, it is structured in such a way where we don't have to do manual labor for our entire life. You've got to go do it. And you got to see it as valuable and whether through pumping iron, whether through uh, getting a chainsaw out of both and mowing your yes. yard, whatever it may be. You, you've got to pursue that. No. And if you don't, the guys in your church, the, the guys that don't do any manual labor or don't go looking for it, they will not be respected men. They yeah. just won't. You have to be somebody who's able to work and able to go out and do that kind of work. Um, so this has had effect in your family too. I saw Michelle. So Michelle had a knee operation or something yeah. recently, but she's been working out as well. She's yeah. Been and, doing she's, stuff. And,
1: and that's getting you know, and, and for her, you know, um, yeah, she started working out. So I started in, um, that May, June of 2021, she started in August of 2021 and then, uh, rolling around into, um, or pardon me of, of 2020. And so rolling around into September of 2021, uh, she had had a botched knee surgery, meniscus repair, and uh, and just had very early onset arthritis. You know, weight related problems as well as genetics, and uh, so she had a knee replacement at a very young age and uh, recovered from it very well. Uh, to where she's she's doing she's doing really well with it. And uh, and again, like there's times she can lose perspective on that, but I like you always want to look back and be like remember how difficult stairs were, remember how these things were. And for that year that she was training and working out while dealing with a bum knee, like, I mean, the, the, the strength that she exhibited is still something that I'm like, I, I like, I'm mostly healthy. Like I, Mm -hmm. you know, I got, you know, yeah, my blood sugar shoots up and everything, but that doesn't really affect like, how I squat or deadlift right. or things like that. And she right. was working through that adversity and she's continued to maintain that. And it's, I'm very blessed with, uh, you know, again, with the strength that God's given her, but also yeah. uh, the ability that, that she's had to, to see her life flourish more and, and just, awesome. just grow within that as well. It's very cool. So but dude, it's been yeah. a lot of
0: fun. I think it's going to be helpful for some guys. If you guys want to follow Joey, you can tell them where you get, they can follow your workout stuff, but also about, hatchet's axe yeah axes, all so stuff. i keep
1: i so i you know i run different profiles basically i've, I've kind of sorted that out so there's not a constant stream of uh bizarre stream of ministry related <laughs> stuff axes and strongman stuff but yeah if you, you can find me on uh on instagram uh if you just look up preacher man uh you'll you'll kind of find that's where i sort of Post everything, if you will, but also on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and you can find me under Bless My Buckskins uh, for axes, and uh, and yeah, you can follow follow those and and Preacher Man. There's there's a page in Facebook page as well that I that I kind of forward my stuff with as well. I do some training. I started uh, training other uh, clients with Rise. I guess about a year and a half ago. And George actually was was my first online. Client, and then he came to me this summer uh, wanting to train in person, and it's it's just been great. It's been it's been great to see his improvement. Uh, but yeah, there's a group of guys we we I train three guys kind of in a in a class setting, and a couple other individuals uh, in different settings. And and now there's been a guy in my churchville, well, another guy in the community coming with later on in life with some health, uh, you know, with with restrictions, knee cer knee replacement, shoulder issues, things like that. Mm-hmm. And we've been figuring out ways, and and that's that's one of the things too is you can adapt. Uh, you can adapt different styles of training. And so even like you know, showing these different clubs and things and things like that, there's different styles of training that you can find. And you can come up with a perfect plan and, and that is scientifically backed and, and has all the elements. And if you never do it, it's worthless. Uh, right. But if you like, you know, swinging a 10, 20 pound club over your head and you don't find that boring, mm-hmm. uh, if you like running, you know, for long distances and and you find that as, as a, as a stress relief and engagement, do it. Like yeah. that's This is cool. This is a, uh, something to work out with and you can definitely crush some skulls with this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no doubt. The ten pound one would be easy to swing. The twenty pound one, you might uh, you got to got to work up to that one. But that's yeah. right.
0: Well, dude, it's been fun. And if you guys yeah. would follow him and then come and be a part of the intensive May yeah. 11th through the 13th, you can meet, meet Joey. You. Love And you. and I uh, really think you'll appreciate him. But uh, thanks, dude. Appreciate yeah. it.
1: Hey, thank you, brother. It's been a lot of
0: fun. It.